Hi guys, welcome to our podcast. My name is Lillian and I'm from Ghana and I'm here with my co-host. Hey guys, this is Sharon. I am from Nigeria and together we, we are, are the, the LNS District. District. Welcome to our world where we share our experiences, tell stories and provide you with all the guidance needed to transition into the life of a global student. Yes, yes. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. We have so much more in store for you. So keep listening. This is a disclaimer. We are not lawyers or USCIS officials. As much as we provide information and guidance, we want you to proactively check the DHS website, USCIS website, and go to your ISSO office. Read the news often, check for updates. Hi guys, welcome to episode four. I'm your co-host Lillian and I'm here with my girl. Hi guys, this is Sharon. Welcome to episode four. We've got an amazing episode set up for you. Yeah, so this episode is basically discussing a very important um, part of every international student's life. And so basically this episode we are discussing CPT, OPT, everything concerning that. So stay tuned. So we have, um, we got a lot of people asking a lot to talk a little bit more on CPT, OPT. This is one area that every student is aware of, sometimes not aware of till it's like too late. So we want to make sure like, you know, if you're um, coming into university, about to finish your degree or whatnot, this is very important for you to listen. So a lot of people keep asking, like, what have you been unlearning in this season? I know we know what we are learning because COVID is really teaching us a lot. But what what do you think you've been unlearning in this season? Um, I think there are a couple of things, right? Um, first of all, I've I found myself a little bit more. Um, I'm no longer going on social media as much. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. Looking for tea or <laughs> <laughs> shade room has been cancelled. <laughs> yeah, no, no. They're, they're not cancelled. They're just on pause. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but um, I I think one of the things I've um been unlearning is one is like my communication style. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I would say is I'm unlearning. Um, I'm unlearning old ways and learning new ways for showing up for myself mm, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. um i think in in those two in a way and obviously like i've been another thing i've been on learning too is um just self-care as a whole you know i Girl, think the, the old ways Mm-hmm. the old ways may not necessarily work now because like you can't go to the spa you can't do this you can't you know it's different so i'm on learning some old ways and like learning new ways yeah what about you mm-hmm. i also have to echo this one thing <laughs> um that my girl yvonne orji said on their podcast like i'm trying to unlearn people pleasing like because sometimes you feel the need to really sacrifice something you really want 
just to please another person, a friend, a coworker, like all these things. Like, Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, I end up being the person suffering. You know what I mean? So like, I'm really trying to unlearn people pleasing and it's hard. (laughs) And I feel like we all do it one way or the other. And at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. why am I even doing that? You know, like, but yeah, so that's, that's what I have. Nice. What else? Um, I've had to unlearn what I define success as. Um, I always thought success had to be this final, you know, this final point that you get to in life. And this season has really shown me or helped me to um, to see success as, you know, sometimes it can be the small victories that you encounter along the way and it's really okay to you know consider that a success because in it in no matter how small it is it's still you know a success on its own so um yeah i think in this period um there's just a lot going on so i think everyone should just like try to take care of themselves take take care of your space um and i think most importantly and i think um even not being able to see like you know friends family and stuff like that and i know a lot of people get their like um you know their affection from you know hanging out with friends going you know seeing family and stuff like that so i think um even just getting that sense of like peace and rest you know from hanging out with family and stuff like that maybe you're not able to do that so um i think it's it's a great time to just look for new ways and stuff like that you know facetime them more you know do the house party app that's got um the games yeah 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 and stuff like that. and then you told me about the netflix yeah what you t- guys if you don't know there's something called netflix party <laughs> shout out to them if y'all trying to sponsor us we're here <laughs> but no netflix party is literally i think an extension that you attach to your google chrome and it allows you to watch the same movie at the same time and like it has a comment section where you know you just type you know whilst you're just you're watching the movie please don't introduce that to nigerian listen (laughs) people just be typing ah (laughs) no but it's definitely helpful because we can't be going to the cinema anymore so hey let's make do with that that's nice i'm going to get on that this week you should but let's just not watch that what's the new movie called that like that movie that has the same theme fatal affair yes please no that movie has been cancelled for me i'm tired um, I, I i watched it I'm not and you lie. liked it no i did not. okay good i was about to judge you heavy <laughs> no it was just very typical and family yeah family Life, lifetime lifetime vibes exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so um okay let's just get right into it um yeah. so for people that don't know what cpt is can you like tell us a bit of what you think cpt is and what it entails and all that okay so cpt stands for curriculum practical training right mm-hmm. and cpt is something that you you get with your degree mm-hmm. um w- prior to starting your degree right this is some first of all this is something you should ask because not all schools and not all programs offer cpt and why i say that is that because um 
some some schools may be like oh you only have um you're only eligible for opt opt is mm-hmm. after cpt is while you're in school mm-hmm. so cpt um it can be in um you can take a job during like your summer semester or a winter semester it can be paid unpaid um another thing to consider is that you also have to apply for it when 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 i mean apply it's not a long process but you have to go to your isso office tell them you've got a job you have to present the offer letter to them from Mm -hmm. the employer they always say it's always useful when the cpt job is in line with your degree that you're studying mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that because that way it's like you know let's say someone coming from um togo now um maybe you have some experiences in togo right mm-hmm. and then you don't have any experience in america so that cpt helps you so when you go work now in in your in your city get a job there it goes on your resume it goes on your cv to say okay you have some experience here you take another cpt it shows again okay you you know it's like an internship Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it can be paid unpaid when you apply and you know your iso office allows you get the job you get a new i20 Mm -hmm. important we spoke uh spoke about the i20 vibes in few episodes back so you need to keep it properly these the i20 is also what you're going to show at your new job that you have the right to work mm-hmm. so that's that's what's going to cover you as your like work authorization so you have to keep that i20 properly um and, go on, and i know go on. that i know like the the purpose of cpt is to mm-hmm. give the students work experience whilst they're still in school exactly. as compared to opt so just mm-hmm. um really try to take advantage of that and yeah. i know for co-ops the schools that offer co-ops co-ops fall under um cpt so just mm-hmm. be mindful when you know you're doing all these um different co-ops whilst you're in school because there's also a cut-off limits for cpt you can only do yes. cpt for 11 months and 29 days like as long as you don't hit 12 months mm-hmm. good yeah so just mm-hmm. do your and listen i found out about that after i had um i had used up almost like 10 10 months of my cpt and like Mm -hmm. it was really like a last minute thing if not i'd have used it up and i wouldn't have had like the you know time gap before my opt but yeah go ahead yeah um so what you've said is absolutely correct so another thing too is that obviously once you pass the certain limit for the cpt it's up into your opt time Mm -hmm. So this, the, you, so you have to be mindful of that. Now, also understand that some, like for the as a um, a former graduate student, um, my CPT was also tied to my capstone, or I should say dissertation. Mm-hmm. So it was compulsory that when I did my dissertation, it has to be tied with a company. So that was something that I had to consider. So I I also did like um a pri um I took like a uh internship mm-hmm. prior to the end of my degree but um i also had to take another um internship as well and use my cpt um to be able to work with that organization and complete my capstone slash dissertation mm-hmm. so those are some things you need to be aware of so in and especially like if you're someone who's like um you don't have the work experience you may want to also check with um your program your degree office or whatever it's called um to make sure like if 
if maybe you're not able to get a job prior to going towards the end of your degree mm-hmm. make sure that that capstone it's tied to like you going out there and actually getting a job and if and if some schools are great they would actually help you or put you in line to like oh okay where where um, we have some ties with this organization that's like close by do you want to work with them this is the project they're offering and stuff mm-hmm. like that so make sure you find out all those things and i would advise even if you're an undergrad postgrad whatever it is make sure like you explore at least once or twice using like your cpt because it's really really an eye-opener for me it was it was an eye-opener because i it's just a different level of experience because for my experience i i worked a lot with like no i was in school a lot with um people who were like married and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so I was also beginning to feel like I was lacking in the sense of like some of the things, you know, they understood because they were in the hospitals and, you know, yeah, they were getting the experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, and I found out that once, once I came back from my first internship, my papers were different. Mm. It was so different because, you know, especially my, my professors, they wanted us to like write in a very realistic way. Like, mm-hmm. you're, like you've been in the office, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, if this is the problem, how are you going to solve it in real time? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think I, I I think also for um like for me being an undergrad and getting the opportunity to you know use my CPT on co-op and internships it also helped like like Sharon is saying it helped bring all the different topics and the different um things we were taught in class it brought it to life because I was like okay you're teaching me all these things you're telling me what this machine does and everything but like mm-hmm. I've not seen it I've not used this in a real life like they can give us case quote-unquote case studies to yeah. use to you know help us um, better understand it but when I got when I was exposed to my co-op and everything mm-hmm. like I was able to actually understand like because I was getting hands-on experience I was asking yes. questions I was working with real-life industry people so I was seeing mm-hmm. how the whole like working in that in my field like what the whole vibe is and everything so yeah I think it's very important at least in your entire U.S. education whatever mm-hmm. like just try to do at least one internship or one co-op because it yes. goes a long way and we'll go into details for that on a different um episode but yeah so for people that do know what's the difference between like co-op and what's the difference between like internship because my internship was just like three months i came back they had to make me like write a paper to just ensure that it was in line with my degree and what i did how how is that different from co-op so i know for co-op co-op is usually a longer time period internships are usually in the summer most internships okay in the summer from so from Mm -hmm. like may to august you do your Mm -hmm. summer internship but co-ops can start from they have six month co-op they have 12 month co-ops and um they have three month co-ops which are not really common because people a lot of employers don't like to work with students for a short time because honestly the reality is it's in your second or third month that's when you start becoming very familiar with everything that's going Mm -hmm. on and by that time you're leaving so a lot of employers don't like offering that option and so um um, the six-month co-op can be from january to june and then there's a july to december option as well so they constantly have like a Mm co-op in the system and with co-op too you have to register for an additional class it's usually one credit between one to three credits and Mm -hmm. that class is basically for you to get an evaluation of your your time in that company so you do you i remember for one of mine i had to interview one of the engineers i had to 
have a like a an exit interview with my boss for him mm. to show like you know what i learned what i was strong as and it was literally like eye opener because these people will tell you oh yeah you're doing a good job and they may write you down so just make sure that like you know you are performing really well and you are learning and making all the connections during this t- this time so mm-hmm. and you you hit like a really great point because like whatever like you do on your internship co-op and stuff like that if you're looking to get retained or if you're looking to um be like oh after my degree I'd love to work here or maybe in this company but not for this department for this other department mm-hmm. this is the time for you for you to really shine so that when you come back and say oh you guys do you have a job do you, is there like a vacancy or something everybody will be in favor of you so mm-hmm. like yeah. and most most of the time the your boss can also extend um your like my summer internship that i did my boss offered to extend it till like the start of my of the next semester you understand mm-hmm. so like depending on your performance they can always say oh okay let's just you know already book you for the next um next fall or the next spring and just yeah. keep you in it yeah so definitely do your best to stand out as a student on co-op or internship so um so then C- cpt is whilst you're in school and then we also have opt opt yep. is optional practical training and yeah. that is basically you getting the opportunity to work after you've completed your program of study and mm-hmm. so um i know opt has to re- be related to what you studied in school so you can't go to school for um healthcare and get like a co-op in accounting no sis that doesn't mm-hmm. work <laughs> <laughs> um and then also with opt there's a lot of um paperwork involved you have to yeah. apply so first of first things first you need to one one miss um conception people have is that you need a job to apply for opt you actually don't mm-hmm. um you can start applying for your opt up to 90 days before the completion date of your degree your and completion date is not yeah it's not like your i think completion date yeah completion date is not the last day of your exams completion date is the day of graduation that's the final day so absolutely 90 days um from then you can start applying for your opt and you can't apply later than 60 days after that so 60 days after grad if you haven't applied honey they'll tell you to pack your things and go home and yep you you don't want You're to on do your that. own <laughs> and then also with opt so first you apply to you submit an application to your school's international office mm-hmm. and then they would put in some information in the system to generate your OPT I20 for you. Mm-hmm. Once you get that, you now have to submit um that document in addition to other documents to USCIS for the actual like um processing of your work documents. And yes. that can entail um your I94 card which is like the documents you get when you enter the country there's I765 form you have to take i think two passport pictures yes. with a white background you must do like a two money- by two <laughs> inches <laughs> you must have like a money order um for the application fee they want it in money order and you need to make sure you have the right information you're writing on the money order too and um if you've been in this country if you've moved um between schools 
yeah. you must make sure that you have the i20 for all your schools because they want all the i20s you had since you've been in the mm-hmm. country listen i had to reach out to like <laughs> so many other schools to get mine because i didn't have it and the good thing is most schools will have a copy and it's mm-hmm. okay to use the copy but just make sure that you have the original for all your i20s you never know yes. when it comes in handy yep do you have anything to add yeah so for opt um so most of the times when people like hear about like opt cpt you start thinking oh is that a new visa it's not a new <laughs> visa so it's it's basically a paper so one thing you need to consider right so usually um for some people or for most people when you get issued your student visa they incorporate this opt time at least the first year or mm. the first couple of months so if you notice that in your visa it says expiry for the visa for the f1 visa is um let's say your degree ends in may but the um visa may is gonna end let's say next year july mm-hmm. so they keep that extra time for your opt mm-hmm. right so now you are still legal in the country right mm-hmm. the only thing is that when you do the opt you send out all these forms you complete your degree or whatnot they are go- the ucis they're going to send you back a card that's now going to be your work authorization so that when you apply for the company apply to a company or you take an offer they're going to ask you okay what's making you legal to work here yeah you need you to show sh- proof of employment exactly you can't show them the, your your visa your visa <laughs> is true which is which is your f1 but that opt card is going to say okay well i'm done with my studies right mm-hmm. and now this is my work authorization that can allow me to work for any employer mm-hmm. so th- those are like some key things to understand now and um, and just to just to piggyback on that your visa is yeah. not like your visa is to get you into the country once you enter your visa really doesn't do much so yeah. your i20 becomes the documents that you work with but then when you now yeah. finish school the i20 is now moved to a lower level and your opt card becomes the most important thing yeah. exactly so it's very important to like obviously depending on the timing of things um for when you graduate now another thing to point out is that there's something called pre-opt mm-hmm. right? let's say before your your graduation you got a job or um where you used to work as an intern they decide to give you a job offer and things you can apply very early mm-hmm. even right before your um graduation apply for your opc and let them know this company has already given me a job offer this company really wants me right now I'm sending this. I would like to work for my company. So you can apply very, very early for your, um, if you already have a job offer on the table. Mm -hmm. Now understand that when you get, when you apply for your OPT, you're not supposed to work till you get the card. Now there's going to be a, a huge waiting time depending on how things are. So you have to calculate everything. So, once the last semester is starting or whatnot, you have to also understand that. Is it that I quickly run, apply for my OPT, or do I want to wait or whatnot? Just understand that there is a waiting time once you submit. There is a waiting time. There'll be times where you need to be praying, fasting. Listen, you know. that wait time, <laughs> child. Calling call, call on all the gods from your village or whatnot. But, yeah. And, um, and, and, and the, the thing about the wait time is that 
depending on when you apply mm-hmm. like if you apply really early around the time that you graduate and everything your card will come let's say like a month or two but if you yeah. apply like me <laughs> if you apply close to graduation time listen may you wait all the way to like august my card took that long and you're just sitting there you could be getting job offers but you can't start because you don't have the employment documents you'll be interviewing but it's like you'll be interviewing um hoping that oh charlie by the time that you know i get the job offer my card will be here like no you don't so it's 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 a gamble you want to you want to get a job early too but you also want to make sure that it coincides with when your card comes so um just really be mindful of that and the later you apply for your card the more time you have to stay or something yeah the more time you have to stay but the thing that the more time you're waiting you could be getting job offers so you you literally have to think about how you want to work for you mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's 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 like the biggest thing and um i know you also did some writing to some people when yes. you were waiting so give an advice you know tell people what you did so that if anyone who's listening gets into that situation mm-hmm. they can maybe do the same thing so my card was um supposed to come in I believe it was July or so and as of July like nothing was happening I wasn't getting like nothing so someone I was just reading online and trust me there are all these um job board stuff and we'll put all these links up so you can yeah. um um look them up but there was this um link I found online where it had like a bunch of um students on OPT to also putting up their timeline like oh I, I applied in March and my card came in May I applied here mm-hmm. and my card and so I was like wait how come mine is delaying so I reached out to I looked up who my congress um man or woman was and I have a congresswoman for the city I live in and so mm-hmm. I reached I called the office and then I just told them that listen like this is the cuz that's their job cuz for me I felt like you are my international student do I even have access to these things like mm-hmm. they serve me as well so I called and then I told them that my um you know my OPT has been delayed I have a job that is waiting for me like you know they they've decided they've agreed to wait for a certain amount of time and I don't want to miss out on this job on this job offer so can they help me speed up my you know like me getting my card so they had me fill a form that basically authorizes them to speak on my behalf and then they reached out to the person they know in the USCIS office for live updates because sometimes mm. it could be a, 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 it could be approved but they just haven't posted it online for yeah. you to see do you understand so okay. the lady was you know um constantly emailing me telling me okay this is what's going on and that's my my application is in front of the guy's desk but he's yet mm-hmm. to get to it so she gave me an estimated time as to when I'm going to get it and that really helped because now I'm not just talking to employers telling them oh my card is going to come in June when I have no idea when when it's coming because on the tracking mm-hmm. websites it doesn't tell you exactly where your application is it's, it just yeah. says pending so yeah. that really helped me and I think they did help um speed up my um my me receiving my card on time so look up who your congressman or woman is and reach out to them it doesn't you don't pay anything it's completely free they just yeah. need your information and they'll help you all the way through yeah 
You want to talk about like um, traveling on OPT? Yes. So with traveling on OPT, um, one of the things you have to let, first of all, you have to let your employer know. Um, You have to let the HR and the immigration specialists in your organization know that you're traveling. Mm. So a few things and they always advise and which I would advise people to if you're traveling on OPT, print out your most recent pay stubs. Mm print out your most recent w2s mm-hmm. if you have your if you still have your offer letter print it out mm-hmm. if you have a work verification letter print it out as well mm-hmm. okay now um when in you addition tra- to your ead card yes in okay, addition okay. to your ead mm-hmm. card so when you travel to your home country and what now when you're coming back you at the um at the at the immigration stands, right? They may ask for these things because obviously traveling on your OPT is like you have you having like few months left on your actual visa. Mm-hmm. On your, like the stamped visa and your passport. So you need to understand it's like, okay, someone has like few months left. Why are you traveling and coming back? Why don't you just finish it? So you need to understand that um you can travel, but you need to you know take most of these documents to be able to prove to them that it's actually true you're working blah 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 and you're coming back to work so mm-hmm. it's very important to um understand these things and obviously let your employer know let your manager know so that if anything happens while you're at the airport you can reach out to them you can call them and stuff like that mm-hmm. so yeah and you can have your opt card and you notice that on the opt card it says not valid for re-entry to the u.s that's because because the card itself does not grant you access back into the country so you need to add the the document sharon just explained yes in order to make it valid and because if you don't have a job you're coming back to the officer Mm -hmm. at the at the desk can refuse your entry to back into the country so Mm -hmm. basically i would say that traveling on opt can be a risk a lot of people very really advise against this but yeah i would advise against it except it's very important like if you're going back to like maybe renew your visa of something mm-hmm. else your passport of something else those are like you know or you know maybe attend like a special ceremony for your family or something like that but outside of that i'll usually say because usually their mindset is that you, ha- you have few months why do you want to travel and then come back mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know so they're always like picking out these little things like oh what's the point of your traveling and stuff like that and there may even be cases where you have to write to ucis on this traveling and stuff Mm. like that so um just be watchful of that ask your organization to you know how they can help you especially if they have an immigration an immigration specialist ask how they can help you through that process and stuff like that so yeah so with my fellow stem students the ben- the number one benefit that we have is that we have um something called the stem opt extension mm-hmm. where we allow to extend our opt um for an extra 24 months so when most of the time when your um your f- initial opt is coming to an end mm-hmm. you um i think like two months before then you can now submit your stem opt extension so basically the stem opt extension is very it's it's slightly different from initial because you need uh 
you need your employer to first of all be in be an e-verify employer and then the employer has some has to fill out a form kind of like a work plan for the 24 months of you working there there's a six i think every six months there's a check-in that you need to do there's uh um there are like a bunch of other forms that you need to do but the most important thing is that you can't fill this one without an employer so you definitely need to make sure that you have a job and an employer that you know partake partakes in this um but it definitely it also adds extra unemployment time to your opt because when you're on opt you have 90 days to be unemployed Mm-hmm. that's if you get laid off you know if anything delays that's the maximum time you can be unemployed but once you get mm-hmm. on stem opt i think it goes up to like 120 days or 150 days mm-hmm. so it just gives you more time to gain more skill in your company and to you know just settle yourself with whatever your next plans are so definitely look into that if you're if your your degree falls under stem and it's not just you can't just sit there and think that oh my my program falls on the stem they have a list a checklist on the uscis website that shows the eligible stem um stem degrees yeah so yeah mm-hmm. yeah awesome so if you're in stem or you're considering stem make sure like you do what she said because she's actually you know in, you know repre- hashtag women in stem yes guys <laughs> yeah so um guys so now there's also um something we're going to touch on real quick which is h1b yeah i'm sure you've heard about it so h1b is the visa category for workers and um so it's a it's a progression if i may say so from the f1 visa category which is for students and then you move into your OPT, which you get the card. And then you move into the H-1B, which you get another visa stamp in your passport. So the H-1B is usually after, you know, if you use your OPT or not, or whatever the case is, you apply to a company and then they decide to sponsor you. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, 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 you, most people, you know, um, relate with this um progression of like f1 your opt and h1b so we just wanted to put that out there so if you want us to talk a little bit more about the h1b um go on our instagram at the ls district comment you know dm us write us an email and we'll do a whole episode just talking about the h1b because the opt struggle is different the h1b struggle it's a whole different ball game yeah it's very different (laughs) so because this one now is actually you're actually going ahead to put a visa stamp in your passport Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's definitely different and the process is different Mm -hmm. there's a different way you can you need to go about your job search especially for us who need like a visa compared to um, maybe even your opt and stuff like that so go to our instagram comments go to our twitter comments or just do a whole episode or just leave a review in the review section of apple podcast if you're listening to it and then just um you know let us know yeah so now you're looking for your cpt job you're looking for your opt job where should you go so um my from my experience in england um so i knew about monster.com i knew about um linkedin but i never utilized them till i actually got here and um so some 
career or job websites you can look at is indeed you've got linkedin linkedin jobs you've got monster glassdoor jobwell um zip recruiters career builder simply hired google jobs too so these are some places you can go into look set notifications whenever this job title comes up in this area email me and stuff like that you upload your resume and um um upload like your references and things like that and the cover letter and the cover letter so make sure you're utilizing your career services at your school Mm -hmm. because they would also um help you like you know if you need to refresh your resume refresh your cover letter or help you through like how your linkedin profile should look like or something like that so Mm -hmm. make sure you use those services honestly and And just just a slight plug for linkedin honestly like sometimes people just be sliding into your dms asking if you want to if you want this job like so like some recruiters you know i don't know they have a i'm sure they have some algorithm or something where like it pulls up certain um profiles so even if you don't use this as much now whilst you're listening open linkedin.com and create Mm -hmm. an an account for yourself just so you can be found because it definitely i know a lot of people that have gotten interviews on linkedin so mm-hmm. from major companies so definitely look into that yeah and i've i've also used it just to be like oh someone is working at this um company for this same job i applied let me even message them and ask them hey what's this company like what's your role like and stuff like that mm-hmm. so linkedin is very it's a really good resource to um use um another um job source um you can look into is like your old internship your old cup which we spoke about so it's very Mm -hmm. important for you to come correct you know just you know have high performance in everything you're doing so that um if you need to come back and get like an opt job or whatnot it will be done yeah Um, reach out to your classmates professors I, I know i reached out to my classmates a lot because most of them were already working mm. and you know were established and stuff like that even my professors as well some of them that were like part-time like had like full-time job and stuff like that they helped me so they were like oh just send me a resume blah 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 you know i'll ask and stuff like that so it's very very useful and then um we have career fairs so most most schools would do something like you know maybe winter career fair um spring career fairs summer and then within your department they can have like career fairs just specifically for let's say for example for for the business department you'll have specific career fairs just to invite like specific business companies to come you know and you can know more about what they're doing know more about their vacancies and stuff like that so attend these even even if like it's just for an hour go with your resume go with your um um, business card and stuff like that just get to know people so that if you do apply you get an interview or whatnot you know you can always like track it back down to like you know how the process went for you or reach out to that person say oh you you came to the career fair thank you so much for passing on my resume and stuff like that so it's very important to attend those and also um like the like how Sharon mentioned the prof- like reaching out to your professors we had one of our listeners um message us and tell us that that's how she got her current job and it's through my advisor that I also got my first um co-op as well mm-hmm. so definitely reach out to them because most of them are still in contact with old students who 
have been in the school for that have been working for almost five to ten years and may have good connections honestly connections you know goes a long way here so definitely and if you out mm-hmm. to our ls district fam keep yes <laughs> keep them coming guys yes keep <laughs> and also with um the different organizations that we kind of touched on this on a previous episode i think episode two um definitely reach out i know most of these major um organizations have um, conferences yes a professional yeah they have conferences and at all these conferences there are career fairs so yes i know a lot of people i know at least for nesby a lot of people go just for the career fairs because Mm -hmm. listen they are there to hire us and um it's nothing like you know they don't know that oh students are going to come and look for jobs full-time whatever like they hire internships they hire for co-ops they hire for full-time entry level they hire for full-time experience so mm-hmm. another plug make sure you join all these professional organizations we have mm-hmm. like SWE society of women engineers we have ache we have hymns we have ahima we have ship we have um like i said nesby and there, i'm sure there's so many other ones out there yeah so definitely put yourself out there and make sure you make these connections and get these contacts yeah so um it's very um important for you to also be aware like you know some of these um professional organizations they also come on campus too so and do like events and stuff like that so it's also nice if you know at least one person's name so that you can email them and say hey you know i'm looking for a job do you know anybody do you know this so it's very important um another thing that i um which is like an advice um i would also say like i know coming from africa sometimes we don't do all these things like follow up on jobs we don't do all these things like um you know running after people for jobs all these things like that we you know but here you have to you know work on your connections make sure um you're you're building like a network for yourself so that when whenever the time is like you know if it's needing a job needing advice you know on your job or whatever the case is you actually have people who you can talk to and who can advise you so yeah Mm -hmm. you've you've literally taken the words out of my mouth um i was gonna ask you like what what would you say has been like the most memorable your well not memorable what has been your experience Mm -hmm. with this entire opt um job search since you've been in this country what how can you sum that up and what advice would you give to anybody i would definitely say i'll sum it up and say that i I was very naive about the process initially and i was very um you know i was very like oh you just apply you wait till you know i didn't know you're meant to also be aggressive oh yeah as well i didn't know you're also meant to be like um you also have to like you're the only one who can speak up for yourself when you make those applications and stuff like that so um i would advise anyone to just be um build your network like go to events like if you join this professional societies even if you're on campus off campus if you can you know take their business cards give them yours add them add them on linkedin you know things like that and just make sure like you're building like a network for yourself especially in the career path that you choose mm-hmm. 
so yeah i'll just say like you know just be aggressive with it you know don't have a closed mind have an open mind and just be resilient be persistent as well yeah. that's one thing i had to understand because when you find yourself applying to 50 jobs job applications hey Mm-mm. yeah and then the next day you do the same thing again and then yeah. the next day you do the same thing again trust me like you have to be persistent and just like know what you want so mm-hmm. yeah what about you i would say for my opt slash job experience in america it's been a huge learning experience it's been eye opening i've had to you know step out of my comfort zone and advocate for myself multiple times yeah. i've also had to you know like motivate myself like like tell myself to keep my head up because like mm-hmm. you said filling 50 to 100 applications a day mm-hmm. hoping at least one you would get like at least one interview hoping yeah. you know you get a job like all these things it can take a toll on you you can start to feel like maybe i'm just not good enough maybe mm-hmm. you know like let me think about something else let me try to do something else or whatever and so like it definitely pushed me to uncomfortable spaces but also helped me get out of those and mm-hmm. i would say that i know a lot of people that are currently in that space and i can't even imagine how crazy it is during covid and companies downsizing and people getting laid off and everything i know it it looks it looks very like it, it just looks so like dark but yeah. just keep your head up honestly if there are days where you just feel like i can't fill applications today i'm just not up for it that's okay give yourself mm-hmm. that day if there are days where you're like listen i'm going to go ham i'm going to apply to you know 150 applications d- like do it and put yourself out there it doesn't make you weak it doesn't make you look anyway if you reach out to people you know even if it's a classmate from that was sitting in your class that you never spoke to add them on linkedin message them listen i did a lot of that like and yeah. for me it became a, a it became such a routine that i i realized that i was just putting these ideas in my head that like oh if i reach out to this person they're not they're going to think ah who's this girl and why is she reaching out to me blah 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 no people were actually willing to help and yeah. so really um it's definitely been eye opening and i would not <laughs> want anybody to go through the stress that i went through <laughs> yeah So guys, thank you for listening. I would like to leave a word that I heard. So, child preach. Mm-hmm. It goes like this. It says <laughs> your weaknesses do, doesn't depreciate your value. Mm. So, um no matter like even if like you apply for a job, I you know, and maybe you get like all the way like 89% of the way and they're like, "Oh well, cuz you don't know how to do this." You know, we're not going to give you the job so it's not about you your, your value is still on point there's still yeah. going to be some company who's going to take you so don't let that make you feel too down you will feel down but like understand and know that like you know we're here for you your value doesn't you know depreciate another company's yes. value offer you more money and stuff like that so yeah i really love that i really love that i'm gonna need to you know listen to the episode and write that down and stick <laughs> it up on my wall. Um yes. so guys, we know we dropped a lot of information, a lot of gems. Mm-hmm. Grab a notebook if you're listening and you know just write everything down. Email us if you have questions, send yeah. us DMs, give us shoutouts, whatever. Just reach out to us. We're here to help you, we're here to serve you. So let us yeah. know what we can do. And we're going to leave a link in our bio 
on under this episode under the episode description so definitely check it out so we can better serve you and provide um the right amount the right resources that you need from us yeah um thank you guys see you on the next episode bye